What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode 17 of the Anthony Johnny Mix podcast. And today is another Sunday Sermon Edition. And I'll be talking about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And uh, just hang out. This is a weird religious thing. So just calm down, right? So if you don't identify as a Christian, dude, this totally okay. No worries. It doesn't matter. My intention is to break down like this whole, you know, quote unquote, Holy Spirit thing. Like how does it speak to us and how is it really guiding all of us? And um, I know like when we learn how to listen and we heed its guidance, well, we start to experience more fulfillment amongst the things that we are doing in our lives. And that's my whole point of this show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Amex podcast, helping entrepreneurs break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. Prepare to open your mind to the proven tactics and strategies the world's leading intellects have used to avoid a stagnant career and achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. It's time to increase your levels of power with your host, Anthony John Amex. All right, so welcome back. Now, this is going to be a fun topic. It's one I grew up hearing about, but um, honestly, it never really made much sense to me. And to be honest, it seemed like some religious thing people said, but they really didn't have like any real application when it came to like, how, well, how does this apply to life? And I remember like hearing and reading these stories of men in the Bible who were, you know, led by the spirit, right? And it seemed like they were being told like exactly what to do. And so when I started asking questions about it, like the religious leaders in my circle growing up, well, they would tell me that that died, like <laughs> that died with the prophets. And um, I was like, well, that doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, but I was like, okay, I really don't have a comeback. So if you say so, say so. And I just pretty much discarded the whole conversation and I just like kept living my life. Now, over the past couple of years, I've been personally exploring and experiencing this whole being led by the Holy Spirit thing at a very, very deep level. And it's not actually weird. And I've learned that it's not religious um, at all. And like I've told you, my intention today is to dive deep and really make it make a lot more sense and more importantly, make it practical to your life um, and your business so you experience more flow and more fulfillment throughout your day. Now, before we dive deeper together, I have to say, man, I cannot believe some of the reviews people are writing on iTunes about this podcast. I mean, every week I, I check to see if more people have left a rating and review and and lo and behold, they have. <laughs> and the things they write, man, like they're amazing. Like take Jamal Javanji of Free to Love Coaching, for example. He said, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but this podcast is solid gold. And I don't say that lightly. The content already shared in this podcast is literally worth tens of thousands of dollars for those who will listen with open ears and minds. So good. Thank you for sharing the gift of this podcast with us. So dude, Jamal, thank you so much, dude, for those kind words. I really appreciate it. Like, thank you, man. Now, the cool thing is you're going to get to hear Jamal on this podcast in a couple of weeks, actually. He's coming on for episode 20. I've already um, I've already recorded it and everything. And he's coming on to talk about how to like manifest your soul's purpose. And uh, we had a really good, really powerful conversation. So make sure that you stay plugged in to hear some of the wisdom that he's going to be sharing with you. And I always just love to give shout outs to those who leave a rating and review on iTunes. I didn't ask Jamal to go do that. He did that from the kindness of his heart, right? So... 
Um, thank you. And just so you guys know, this really helps this podcast because it helps the message uh, reach a lot more people. So if you'd like me to read your review and uh, give you a shout out, simply head on over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Also, before we dive into today's topic, I have a special gift for you just for tuning in and listening to the podcast. I've written a book called Mindset is Not Enough, which is all about why most entrepreneurs struggle to scale their business, lead their teams, and find fulfillment. And I want to give you that entire book for free. Simply go to AJ. Amix, it's ajamyx.com slash book to download the digital version of that book immediately. So let's get into today's show all about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about what I believe the Holy Spirit is, but first let's talk about like why it's important to be led by this thing known as the Holy Spirit. So in a nutshell, I've learned that when we are led by this spirit, this thing, it makes life a lot easier and a lot less stressful. Um, you can accomplish more in less time. You can create more results by doing fewer things. And I follow Sarah Blakely on Instagram because I really enjoy her and her husband's outlook on life. And I just really value how they're in relationship with one another as a husband and wife. I find it just really awesome and real inspiring. And she recently spoke at Tony Robbins' Business Mastery event, and she told this story about starting her business, you know, Spanx. And she said that uh, she was originally asked, like, hey, do you have a business plan? And she's like, well, I don't have one. And these people are like, well, then what are you going to do? And she was like, um, talk to the universe about this. And these people are like, she's crazy. She's a nutcase. Woo woo. Hello. But like four years later, she's doing really good. And like one by one, these people who thought she was crazy, they started coming back to her and asking her, like, how do, you, how, do you, how do you talk to the universe right now? This is coming from a woman who started Sphinx and is a billionaire. So I think there's something that we can learn from this rather than writing this stuff off as new age or woo-woo or some type of religious bullshit. So if you're open and willing to get what I want to share with you today, I know it's going to help you experience more peace, power, and profits in your own life. So what is this thing known as the Holy Spirit? And I think it's important you and I get on the same page here. Some call the Holy Spirit the voice or intuition or their gut feeling, and some may describe it as a feeling that's pulling them in a certain direction to do certain things or to say or not say certain things. Some may describe it as a feeling, like it's just like they just had to go to that place or they just had to go say the thing, right? And maybe you can identify with some of these things. I know for me personally, it's a voice that manifests itself as a feeling. And when I listen to and do what that voice or that feeling is guiding me to do, life really unfolds for me in really beautiful ways. And this, my friend, is what I'd say is God talking to us is. And it can come through a movie that we watch or a song we hear or something someone says or something an animal does or simply in the science of being still and just being. See, I believe that God or Holy Spirit, consciousness, universe, spirit, Brahman, or whatever the fuck you want to call that thing, right? It's talking to and it's guiding you in every moment, yet that voice, that feeling gets drowned out in the business of everyday living. Like if you listen to episode 15, you heard me talk about my recent trip to Hawaii to do shadow work because it has a tremendous, massive impact on life and business. It's a mover of the needle when it comes to producing and experiencing more freedom, purpose, and success. And while at that men's event, the 12 of us who gathered there, every day we would sit in a circle and we would drop in. Meaning we would sit down, take a few deep breaths, calm our mind, get into our bodies and be extremely present with one another. And I've learned time and time again when I allow myself to drop in, 
to take those breaths, to calm my mind, to get into my body and be present, I become acutely aware of the Spirit of God or this consciousness within me. And in that place, I am guided what to say and what not to say, what to do and what not to do. And the more I heed its guidance, the more trust I have in it and the easier it becomes to be in flow. In 1 Kings 19, there's this story about Elijah, and I think it can shed some light on this topic. See, there was this prophet named Elijah, and the dude was like running away to a city called Horeb. And I'm totally going to butcher these names, so just bear with me. I'm not a biblical scholar, right? So he's running away to this city called Horeb because this woman named Jezebel is like threatening to kill him. And the dude's scared, right? Like, I mean, who wouldn't be like when somebody's trying to kill you? So the dude's running away. And when he gets to a town called Beersheba, he takes off into the wilderness and he spends an entire day running off into the wilderness. Just think about it, an entire day just running into the woods. Like, that's pretty crazy. Now, eventually, he finds what they call a broom bush. Now, I don't know what that looks like. I didn't go look that up, but that's what Scripture says. Eventually, he finds a broom bush, and he's probably exhausted. So, the dude decides to sit underneath this bush, and he prays to God that he would die. And in verse 4, he tells God, "'Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors.'" And then in verse 5, it says he lays down under the bush and falls asleep. Well, in this story, there's a a whole lot that goes on, right? I mean, while he's sleeping, it says an angel touches him and tells him to get up and eat. And apparently, somehow magically, there's this bread that has been baked over these hot coals and this jar of water. So Elijah gets up and he drinks the food and he decides to lay back down. But the angel is persistent, right? And he like comes back for a second time and he touches him and says, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. Now, I don't know if a a legitimate angel came down and touched him. Maybe he hadn't eaten and drinking, you know, all day as he ran into the woods and he's like hallucinating. I mean, who knows? We could come up with a whole bunch of scenarios, but let's look at this story for principle and how to applies to our lives rather than they get caught up in the details, right? So Elijah gets up, he eats and he drinks again and he regains his strength and then he goes back on to travel, check this out, for 40 days and 40 nights until he finally reaches Horeb and then he decides to walk into a cave and spend the night. Now, here's where this story becomes super relevant to our conversation today, but I really need to give you some context of what's going on with this Elijah guy. So, while Elijah's in the cave, the Lord appears to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And in verse 10, Elijah replies with, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now, dude, they're trying to kill me too. Now, What Elijah kind of left out of this exchange is what he meant when he has been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty, which is he killed a whole bunch of prophets who are worshiping a God named Baal, and that's why the lady was pissed off and wanted to kill him, right? He's kind of didn't mention that part. Now, in verse 11, God says, well, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And a voice said to him, again, what are you doing here, Elijah? 
And again, he replied with the same thing. I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. He's like sticking to this story, right? The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword, and I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And the Lord said to him, Go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Haziel, king over Aram. I'm talking about butcher these names. Also, anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat from Abel, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death anyone who will escape the sword of Haziel, and Elisha will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to bow and whose mouths have not kissed him. And so after this exchange with God, Elijah goes goes out, finds Elisha, and essentially Elisha sets out to follow Elijah and learn his ways, and off they go and do all this cool stuff God tells them to do. So let me see if I can help us make sense of this story, because growing up when I heard this, I thought it meant like there was this booming voice from the heavens, like, like God like speaking and talking to Elijah, telling him what to do. Nowadays, I really don't think it was some big, crazy, weird thing, booming voice thing, right? Instead, here's how it probably played out. Elijah was sleeping in this cave and he woke up for whatever reason, right? And he probably had this feeling. It, it wasn't like this feeling of sadness or some random thought or idea. It was, it was like this feeling of clarity washed over him. And it was so clear that it probably felt like a voice was talking to him. And the voice, this feeling said to him, what are you doing here? And that feeling, that calling, that gut intuition, it was so strong and it was so clear that he silently answered it. And essentially, this would be like you or me, right? Magically waking up at 3 a.m. for whatever reason that happened to me today. And like being in our beds and like we're having this voice talking to us or we have this feeling, right? Is asking us or telling us like, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you sleeping? You should be doing this, right? And I know I've had similar experiences to this and I'd be willing to bet that you had some type of, uh, you know, experience like this play out at some point in your life as well. Now, let's get back to the whole story here. Now, Elijah, since he was what we would call woke, right? Upon answering the voice, the feeling again called out to him and told him to go stand on the mountain. And again, this voice, this feeling, this calling was so clear and something within Elijah just knew that he had to go out and stand on the mountain. And so he did, right? And this whole story plays out this way. Now, ultimately to a point where he's told what to do and he goes and he does it and the world and humanity are changed forever. Now, I truly believe all of us experience this type of thing at some level or another. Yet the only difference between the Elijahs of the world who hear the voice and heed the voice and those who don't is a willingness to listen and a willingness to answer the call. See, it's a willingness to be open and present. Now, the principle here that I really want you to get is the voice came in the gentle whisper. It wasn't in the winds or the earthquake or the fire. It was in the small, gentle whisper. And if you're open, I'll have you consider the small, gentle whisper is there all of the time for us to listen to. Yet in the chaos of life, in the business of life, we do not hear the whisper. And that, my friend, is on you and I. See, here in Western society, we've been conditioned to go, 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 do, 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 produce, produce, produce. Our modern times are very different than those of our ancient ancestors, and we have more stresses and more distractions, the news cycles, the televisions, the radio, social media, phones, email, work, family, right? I could go on forever with like distractions and stresses. It's like we live in the most connected time in the history of humanity, yet we are the most disconnected we've ever been. 
And we've lost touch with this innate intelligence that's within us, that's here to guide us, that's here to help us fulfill our purpose on this planet. We have lost touch with our beingness. We have traded in our beingness for production. Yet it seems few people are learning to blend the being with the doing so they can hear the voice and do what they're led to do so they unlock both peace, power, and profits in their lives. Now, I believe that we're at a time in history where now is actually the perfect time to blend the being and the doing, the Eastern philosophies and the Western philosophies. I don't think it's no longer about either or, like, I'm going to go produce for a whole bunch and burn the fuck out, and then I'm going to go over here and do some yoga and figure out the whole being thing. I think it's all about and also. And the good news is more and more people are starting to wake up to the possibility of the two worlds coming together and having this voice guiding them. And in today's term, we call this woke or switched on or plugged in, right? So if the voice is in the small gender whisper, like how do we hear it? Does this mean that we have to become prophets or monks or preachers or whatever to learn how to hear this voice? I don't believe so. I believe we must learn how to be devoted to hearing the voice. And I found it comes down to a different way of being in the midst of our doing. So let me explain. At my uprising event, I'm like fucking plugged in, right? Like I know what's going on with pretty much every single person at that event. I know what they need, right? Uh, And I can tell you that it doesn't normally come from my mind. It comes from something way beyond me, but it's because I've learned how to like plug into that thing that's way beyond me. And it requires a set of daily habits and being devoted to those habits. And I've learned that the voice speaks to me when I am fully present in the moment, which requires daily practice. And this is what people don't like to hear. They want some hack or some trick. Yet I'm here to tell you like a hack doesn't exist for this. Lots of people want to be healthy and ripped, but they keep looking for magic pills and potions. Yet the reality is the people who are healthy and ripped have a way of being and doing that allows them to create healthy and ripped. And that comes down to the foods they eat, the workouts they do, the liquids they drink, et cetera, right? And we can all probably agree on this when it comes to healthy and ripped. Well, I'm here to tell you being plugged into the voice that guides your life is no different. And it comes down to learning how to discipline your mind, honor your body, and nurture your emotions on a daily basis. The game is actually quite simple. Imagine that. Seems like all ancient truths are. Disciplining your mind means meditating or doing breath work so you can become aware of the crazy thoughts your mind thinks and learning to become the observer chooser of those thoughts. Honoring your body means moving your body in ways that serve and empower your body and eating nutritious foods and staying hydrated each day. And nurturing your emotions means learning to feel and listen to all of the emotions running through your body. Learning how to allow them to express in healthy and empowering ways, learning to receive the messages that they have for you. And Jeremy Eugene Wilson, you may remember him from episode number two, he taught me the sequence of living and being. And I've learned when I allow myself to embrace these habits, the more plugged in I become. Now, I've also learned it's a journey to trust that voice. And I first became acutely aware of this voice at Uprising 2. See, Jonathan was leading the participants through a breathing experience on day one. It was like, I don't know, 12 a.m. or something. It was completely dark in the house. And all the participants were laying on the floor doing this breathing exercise. And while this was happening, this feeling kept coming through me that said, Go tell Amy she's safe and doesn't have to pretend anymore, Some, or something like that, right? And in that moment, I was like, what? That's, that's weird. No, 
why would I say that? That's strange. Whatever. So I just like kind of dismissed it. I was like, my brain's weird. But again, this feeling rushed through my body and it said, go tell Amy that she's safe and doesn't have to pretend anymore. And again, I was like, no, dude, this is weird. Uh, no. Uh, where is this feeling coming from? Why am I feeling that I need to go over and tell her this? But again, I was like, nope. And I dismissed it. And again, the feeling came through me and said the same thing. So this time I was like, okay, it's happened three times in a row. Um, it is weird, but whatever. I'm going to go do that thing and it'll be what it'll be, right? But it was like something inside me just knew that I had to go say this thing. So I quietly crawled over to Amy and I leaned down and I said, you're safe. You don't have to pretend anymore or, or something like that, right? And then I crawled away. Well, and after several minutes rolled by, another feeling came through me and told me to go say something again. I don't remember what it was, but I went and said it. And so the next morning rolls around and I'm like, man, that was a strange evening. And Amy tells me, hey, you know when you said that I'm safe and I, I don't have to pretend anymore? Like, man, I was totally battling with that in my mind and that was exactly what I needed to hear. So uh, thank you. <laughs> and that experience confirmed it for me. For me, that was what being led by the Holy Spirit or the Spirit or the voice of God or consciousness or whatever name you want to call it. That's what it was all about. And again, you can call that thing whatever thing you want, right? Now, all I know is when I am plugged in, when I am tapped in and I listen to that voice, magic happens in my life. And like Sarah Blakely said, when, you're, when she was building her billion dollar company, she talks to the universe and she knows what to do. And I've used this process to launch this podcast, to fill events, to run events, to coach people, to write posts, to write books, to like essentially create results with a lot more fulfillment and a lot less stress. And when I choose to get out of my head and into my soul and let that part of me lead the things that I'm going to go do because I'm committed to creating those results... I always seem to make more money without working so hard. And I also seem to find more fulfillment in the things that I do create. Now, to me, that's what creating is an overflow of our purpose is all about. So I hope this episode is making sense. So to quickly recap here, if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit or universe or God or whatever name you want to call it, it's going to come down to you being devoted to doing some simple things consistently. And it's very counterintuitive to our Western culture. Like you must learn to discipline your mind, honor your body and nurture your emotions. And I gave you some examples of how to do that. Now, I know if you follow my advice on this, you'll start to experience more synchronicity in your life. You'll start to feel more fulfilled and plugged in. You're gonna be able to produce more results with less effort. So my invitation to you today is this. God doesn't just talk to monks or prophets or the Pope or someone with some stupid special title. He, she talks to all of us. So where in your life can you start to slow down so you can hear the gentle whisper? And what may be possible for you if you would allow yourself to slow down long enough to hear and heed its call? Like, would it help you improve your marriage? Would it help you create a game-changing offering in your business? Would it help you create the marketing strategy that's perfectly right for you? Would it help you to simply experience more peace? I don't know what it is for you, but what I do know is all of us have an opportunity to be led by this thing that's way greater than us. And when we tap into it and listen, we create a whole new level of freedom, purpose, and success in our lives and our business. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast. But before I wrap up, I want to let you know that I've written a book to help you tap more into this voice. And the book is called Mindset is Not Enough. And it's all about why most entrepreneurs struggle to scale their business, lead their teams, and find fulfillment. And here's the thing. Many will tell you it's because your mindset is not right. I'm here to tell you that's bullshit for most high achievers. 
the real reason most entrepreneurs struggle to scale and lead their teams is because they have had some type of event happen back in the day that's anchored in some big ass bullshit fear and it's blocking them from listening to and heeding the small gentle voice that's there to help them propel them to the next level. So if you want to check that book out, simply go to ajamix.com slash book to grab it for free right now. Again, that's ajamix.com slash book to grab that book called Mindset is Not Enough for Absolutely Free. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Sunday Sermon. I know it's been a little bit weird, so I uh, hope it's good. So I hope you have an amazing day, a night, depending on what time you're tuning in here. Till next time, my friend, I'm out. Peace. That's all for this episode of the Anthony John Amex podcast. But we have plenty more to help you achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. Head on over to ajamix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. We look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Anthony John Amex podcast. Bye for now.